Word got out among the Jews that he was back in town. The people came to take a look, not only at Jesus, but also at Lazarus, who had been raised from the dead. So the high priest plotted to kill Lazarus because so many of the Jews were going over and believing in Jesus on account of him. The next day, the huge crowd that had arrived for the feast heard that Jesus was entering Jerusalem. They broke off palm branches and went out to meet him. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in God's name. Yes, the King of Israel. Jesus got a young, do a young donkey and rode it, just as the scripture has it. No fear, daughter Zion. See how your king comes, riding a donkey's colt. The disciples didn't notice the fulfilment of many scriptures at the time, but after Jesus was glorified, they remembered what was written about him, matched what was done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead, was there giving eyewitness accounts. It was because they had spread the word of this latest God sign that the crowd swelled to a welcoming parade. The Pharisees took one look and threw up their hands. It's out of control. The world's in a stampede after him. That's brilliant. Thank you. Let's just pop this back up here. I wanted to think very simply about one little phrase in that. I, my guess is that most of us have thought about Palm Sunday, I don't know how many times, you know, for some of us it will be um, properly into double figures. And when we think about Palm Sunday, we think about the donkey in general, I would think. Um, we did actually one year properly look, didn't we, about having a donkey um, in fact, I think Catherine did all the research on it because we were thinking about doing it for a messy Easter. It would have been a very, very messy Easter. Um, but bizarrely, the reason we can never have a donkey here, anybody want to guess? There's some rules and regulations. Why do you think we can't have a donkey in church? Fire hazard? No. Health and safety? No. Too many dogs? Not in those days, actually. It's only in the last couple of years we have dogs in every service. Gone. Did you know this already? Oh, you see, they knew already. The trailer won't fit. They specify very, very, very carefully how much turning circle you have to have outside your front door. Bizarrely. There you go. You have to go to another church to get your proper donkey. I'm not sure how fair it is on the donkey anyway. But the thing about this story is that I don't think it's really all about the donkey. The donkey is there to make us stand, sit up and take notice. The donkey, I guess, is there to make us go, why isn't he riding a white charger why isn't he on a great big horse um, but it's not all about the donkey I think it's all about those little words at the beginning of the prophecy that Jesus fulfilled which simply says this don't be afraid don't be afraid um, I want you to think superheroes for a moment okay you're gonna have to do me do a little bit of work okay what do you think superheroes um do you know that wasn't my intention, but we may just go there in a moment. Um, I want you to think of your favourite superhero. And this is for adults as well as children and teenagers. Think of your favourite superhero. Um, Tom Johnson isn't allowed as an answer to this, and if you want to know why I mentioned him, ask Tom afterwards. Um, so we're not allowed to mention Tom. <laughs> we are very proud of you, Tom. Super Tom. Tom caught a burglar red-handed, charged down the street after him. I do think that's worth a round of applause. That's very true. Genuinely, 
until the rest of your row collapsed to laughing. That wasn't where I was going with this, okay? I genuinely wasn't. Okay, apart from Tom, I want you to think superheroes for a moment. I want you to think of your favorite superhero and what was their nemesis. In other words, what was their worst enemy, okay? What was their greatest enemy, okay? Talk amongst yourselves just for a moment. Um, yeah, go. Right, I'm going to ask a few people, apart from Theo. Okay, right, come on then. Somebody over here. Um, Stephen? Batman and the Joker. Anybody else think of Batman with the Joker? Thank you, very good. Okay. Um, Archie, what did you think of? Do you know, for a moment, I thought you were going to see Noah. I was quite worried about you there, just for a moment. It was no idea. Ella? Oh, go on. Super, superhero. Oh. Oh, Obama and Donald Trump. This is taking a little bit of a left turn. I wasn't quite planning on. Yeah, that'll, that'll do me fine. That'll do me fine. Go on then. Shh, hang on. Wonder Woman and I can't remember the name. Go on. Ares. Ares or Ares? Ares. The God of War. I should know this stuff. Wonder Woman and Ares, the God of War. Fantastic. Anybody from over this side? Not a superhero fan? Go on, go on, Caroline. Have you got a superhero? No? Go on. Spider-Man and the Goblin. Do you know, that film, that was really vicious. Their fight, that was, that was really gruesome. Here's the thing about superheroes, okay? Superheroes only really work if they've got their arch nemesis, their arch enemy. And if you, whether you're reading comic books or seeing them or film, or for that matter, if we make great politicians or great neighbours into our superheroes... They only become superheroes because of their arch enemy. And in fact, you only get particularly interested in having a superhero sort of in your neighborhood if you've got an enemy that needs dealt with, okay? If you've got something you're afraid of that you need some help to combat. If you can't do it yourself, you need to pull somebody in. Now, I want you to think for a moment. This is, I'm not sure how obvious this is or not. Think about Jesus. The crowds are out in force. I'm not going to make you all um, wave palm branches. But if you want one of these to take home, I know that's fine. There's a whole box here, okay? So you can come and grab one um, uh, and take them home with you. A lot of people will have these, you know, by their bedside or sort of sitting on a picture frame or something all year. And it just reminds them uh, of Jesus and of what he's done to conquer um, the enemy. But think about the Jesus that the crowds came out to, not with little bits of palm made into crosses, but with palm leaves, putting their cloaks down the floor. They obviously thought he was a hero. You don't all go out in crowds in the street unless you think he's a hero. And they were saying, Hosanna. And Hosanna means, come and save us. God, save us. Okay? It's what you say if you like to a superhero who's going to come and rescue you. That crowd, who do you think their enemies might have been? That crowd. Anybody... Anybody think who their enemies might have been? What do you reckon? No? In those days, the enemies would have been the very people that in Asterix and Obelix comics are the figures of fun, but for them were vicious, brutal, occupying force, the Romans. In those days, if you were a, a part of Jesus' people, um, God's Old Testament people, uh, the ancients, is ancient Israel, um, you absolutely hated the Romans. They'd invaded your country. 
They told you you couldn't worship exactly the way you wanted to worship. You couldn't have the king that you that sort of come down in the line of succession. They'd put a sort of puppet king in who did what they told them to do. You couldn't keep your own money because they came around and collected taxes and they collected more than you were really meant to give and they lined their own pockets and gave even more to the emperor. They hated the Romans. The Romans they were afraid of, they couldn't do anything about. They were desperate to get rid of them and they knew that until they got rid of them, they couldn't have their own king. They couldn't have their own way of life. So they wanted Jesus to come and deal with what they were afraid of. But what they were about to miss was that Jesus was coming to deal with something even greater, an enemy they should have had far more fear of than the Romans. I wonder, I'm not going to ask you to tell me, but I wonder if you were to think, what fear about your future, about yourself, about somebody else, what thing would you like Jesus to deal with What's your greatest fear, your greatest desire for Jesus to swoop in and change and make better and deal with? And what Jesus does is he doesn't come in and meet that expectation straight away. Actually, in the medium to long term, the Romans are dealt a huge blow about 40 years after Jesus, as he prophesies that they will be. But... Um, sorry, some years later, as he prophesies there will be. But the fact is that in the meantime, he does something even greater. In the meantime, what he comes to do is not to deal with the Romans, not to deal with the tax collectors, not to deal with, uh, you know, the people that might have put them in their place. He comes to deal with the final enemy. He comes to deal with death. He doesn't need to come on a white horse with an army behind him. He comes on a donkey because he is going to have a different throne from any king you've ever seen. He's not going to have a, co- a, a throne made of gold. He's not going to have a palace made out of stone. He's not going to have an army made out of fantastic soldiers. He is going to hang on a cross because he hasn't come to deal with people. He hasn't come to deal with stuff. He's come to deal with that one thing none of us can ever deal with on our own, the end of life itself. And what Jesus comes to do is to be king over all. It was no good, you see, if he'd just come leading an army and kicked out the Romans, because 100 years later, there'd have been another empire to come along. We know that's what happens. Empires come and go. It would have been no good if he'd just dealt with the tax collectors, because there are always going to be people who are crooked and mean and want to lie in their pockets with more. What he came to deal with was the one final enemy, the one final thing that puts a line under all our lives, that seems to put everything in question, the enemy of death. And he was going to deal with it by diving into it himself. He was going to deal with it by allowing it to vent its worst on him and by dying to put death to death. That's the greatest superhero story of all time, isn't it? The one who comes and deals with death itself. The one who comes and brings life out of death. The one who comes and brings heaven from the depths of hell. That's why we celebrate Palm Sunday. Not simply because it's funny to think of Jesus riding a donkey, not simply because you get to imagine all those great crowds cheering him on, but because what they thought he'd come to do wasn't even the the slightest shadow of the glorious thing he was about to do. They thought he was going to come and kick out the Romans. He was going to do something far greater. He was going to give them the promise of life beyond life, of life with God beyond even life here. He was going to make a promise of life reborn that's why we celebrate that's why we come to communion that's why on this day of all days this week of all weeks we celebrate his life and death and resurrection because that's what he was coming to rescue us from
In a moment, we're going to come and sing one more time as we come towards communion. But what I'd love you to do is to simply think about those things that you and I fear. It's not that we're saying they're not important. Actually, what we're saying is they're so important that Jesus wasn't prepared simply to deal with them one by one by one. He actually went far beyond anything we could ever fear to that thing which is beyond all and to say, even that, the enemy of death, I've dealt with. Jesus, thank you for your life for us and with us, for your death in our place, and thank you for your resurrection power and life that shows us that you have overcome death, that even death itself is now dead. Thank you for the promise of life beyond this life, that you will one day remake all heaven and earth, and that you as king of heaven and earth will rule with us and for us. Jesus, in the midst of our fears in this world, help us to put our eyes on you, the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords, the one who is high over all. And we cry, Hosanna, God save us in Jesus. Amen.